Grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessing in heavenly places. And welcome to the podcast and this particular teaching this episode. And I want to continue with teaching on the subject of faith. That is why I call this channel the blueprint of faith, so that you and I will have a very good understanding of what it is and how we can become more proficient in utilizing our faith in our life. Because as God said, it is from faith to faith. Last week, I looked at a particular aspect as far as what I wanted to show you guys, that in every faith journey will come a test. And we went through some of the scriptures and I pulled the story about Jarius, the woman with the issue of blood. We also went and took Peter. And so we, from those, we got a glimpse of several states, several places. One is when Peter started correctly and he failed or, or he got off of faith. And that's when he began to sink because we saw that where, when that, when they were in the boat, that the water and the wind was turmoil, it was a mess. And Jesus was walking through the mess, and he will come walking through your mess as well. And Peter saw him, and he said, can I come out? And Jesus responded, yeah, come on out. And so Peter, by faith, began his journey in this mess, your mess, my mess, all of the mess, this turmoil, the wind blowing all over. But this man began to walk in his, in his mess. He began to walk by faith. And somewhere within his journey, his walk of faith, his test came. And when his test came, he failed. And the test came when he took his eyes off of Jesus, the word. And he failed and he sank. But in his right mind, he cried, Lord Jesus, save me. Lord, save me. And Jesus reached down and grabbed him. So, he was pretty close to Jesus, I would think, because I don't think Jesus would have walked to him. I think Jesus probably would have stopped and allow him space so that he would be tempted and so forth to see if he would pass the test. But Jesus was there with him in his mess, within the storm, if you will, and Jesus helped him. And he'll do the same for you and I. But the ideal thing is that you and I, the just, shall live by faith and we walk by faith and not by sight. And so when we are called to walk by faith, not by sight. And Peter looked and he saw, the Bible told us, that he fell. And if you go through the scripture from the beginning to the end, you'll see that same principle. And then we took a couple of others, one with Jairus. When he started and then his test came from out, you know, and he, Jesus Christ, corrected him to not to move his focus and he maintained his focus or he maintained his faith. And God granted him his desire. And so let's take a look at that. We're briefly going over, you know, just some of the things that we looked at in the, the last podcast. But I suggest you guys go and listen to it because it is a powerful teaching. And then we're going to go into ours for today. So Jarius, he comes to Jesus Christ and uh, he says to Jesus Christ, come lay your hands on my, my daughter is sick. Come lay your hands on my daughter and she shall recover. Or she shall get healed or get well. And Jesus said, no problem. And so Jesus is heading in that direction. But there was another situation that was going on. There was a woman 
that heard that Jesus Christ was a healer, and she had spent all her money. This is a rich woman, a woman well-to-do. And she was, she said within herself that if I can touch the hem of his garment, I'm going to get my healing. So all these people are following Jesus. Jairus, he's going to Jairus' house. And this woman begins to push through all of these people. For she has said within herself that I got to touch the hem of his garment. That was her test to get through this crowd. And she broke through the crowd, and she got a desired outcome. She touched the hem of his garment, and Jesus makes a statement, Who touched me? And we are going to look at that process a little more in today's teaching. And Jesus said, Who touched me? And he said, Something happened to him. Virtue came out of him. Power came out of him as this woman. Then he looked at her and he says, Who did this? And she finally fessed up and said, I did it. And he said, daughter, your sin, your, your, your healing, your faith actually, he says, your faith has made you whole and go. And so she left. She got her stuff. Uh, but he made a statement, your faith now has made you whole. So now he hits Jairus. And at this time, Jesus was dealing with this. Another group of people come from Jairus' house and said, hey, don't bother the teacher anymore. Yeah, your daughter, she's dead. She's gone. And Jesus says immediately as Jesus hears that, it's because we know that Jesus loves this man and he loves you and I. And he answered, he interrupted immediately, it says. And he says to him, to Jairus, Jairus, don't listen to these people, basically paraphrasing. He says, only believe and stay with it. He says, don't be distracted by this new news. Don't look by and walk by faith. Walk by sight. Walk by faith. Don't walk by what these men are talking talking to you about. Don't get disconnected. Don't get distracted from your faith. So he now, Jesus says, only believe. And so he, with that situation, we see that Jesus intervened and Jairus stayed focused and Jesus walked with him, went to his house, and he got his desired outcome. So today what we're going to do is we're going to focus on this aspect about what our faith for. And I'm going to entitle it, Your Faith Has Made You Whole. That's the title for today's teaching. Your faith has made you whole. And I want to show you guys something that is so powerful and so beautiful. And as you see this, you will understand the purpose of your faith. And so I want you guys to walk with me as we are going to go through this thing. First Corinthians chapter 2 verses 5 states, So that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Let me read that again because it's very important and we're going to dissect that. First Corinthians chapter 2 verses 5, So that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of of God. Now let's take a look at this woman with the issue of blood for, for a few minutes. She, the Bible tells us, put her faith in the wisdom of men because remember it says that she went and she was spending money. She was going through her healthcare system of the day and she was getting the best treatment at that time because she's a rich woman, right? And we know how that goes. You know, the poorer you are, you know how it is, right? So, uh, many of the poor folks don't have insurance, and so they are 
desperately needing help, many of them dying. And then you have these people in politics that are calling themselves one, one, one particular party, and they are against anything to help the poor. And God tells them, and these guys are claiming to be the champion of God, and God is telling them, you got to take care of the poor. One of your assignments is to take care of the poor. But, you know, that's a, another thing that arcs me. But uh, let, me, let me stay focused here, right? So we see that this woman with the issue of blood, she was putting her faith, if you will, so that your faith not be rest, not, not rest in the wisdom of men. The wisdom of men to her was whatever these doctors thought was the way for her to get her healing. That's what they were doing. Uh, and you know, back in the day, you used to leech you and all kinds of good stuff that they did because those, that's the wisdom of men. Men had to come into, to today. And this, when we look into the healthcare system of today, it is the wisdom of men. And uh, many of us put our faith or we rest our faith in the wisdom of men. But the Bible is telling us that there's another healthcare system. And that healthcare system belongs to those who are born again and those who are in the kingdom of God. There's a healthcare system that is designed for you. But you have to access that healthcare system. And so it tells us that the wisdom, it says, so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men but in the power of God. The other healthcare system is the power of God. And we are going to look at this process that we had just mentioned concerning this new healthcare system. So what is our faith for? And we'll take an example. Let's walk with, with you a minute. And we see this woman, she put her, her faith in the wisdom of men in the hospital system of the day, the healthcare system of the day, and she got broke. She ran out of money because why? The wisdom of men can only take you so far sometimes. But it tells us that she was getting worse and she was dying. And then it tells us that this woman heard somebody was preaching or someone was telling, hey, I have seen this guy, Jesus, across the way, and man, he's healing people all day long. He was He, he healed this man with blind eyes. I mean, he had a litany of st stuff to talk about because the Bible says that Jesus Christ was going around healing all manner of diseases and all manner of sicknesses and stuff like that. So he had a bunch of stuff to talk about. So he was talking about this stuff, and this woman, the Bible said, and she heard. That's a principle that we're going to talk about further on as we go through this. But I want to linger here for a while and show you guys that she heard something and then she made a decision within herself. We're going to even talk about all of this stuff right here because this principle is really, really important. And if you guys get it, the Bible says nothing is impossible to the man who believes or the man who walked by faith. So dress up yourself, get yourself ready because we're going to show you some really good stuff here. So as this, you know, this woman, she heard and then she said within herself, that I, I need to get to this man. And so she said, all I need to do is to touch the hem of his garment. And so she then said within herself, and then she pursued, and she would push through she, her test. She pushed through her test. She got through her test. She passed it. She touched Jesus Christ. And his response was, who touched me? Something came out of me. What came out of me? Power. So let's go back to this scripture. It says, 1 Corinthians 2, 5. 
so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. And within that story of the woman with the issue of blood, we are seeing the result of 1 Corinthians 2, 5. That she trusted first, she had her, she put her faith, that her faith, that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men. Her faith has rested in the wisdom, it was rested in the wisdom of men. And so she was spending her money, she was doing whatever was necessary within that framework of the wisdom of men. And then when the money ran out, and you know, when you get to the hospital and say, how are you going to pay? And the doctor says, oh, how are you going to pay? I don't have insurance, I don't have any money. Well, you know how they do with you, right? And so she heard of another healthcare system, and she said, I'm going to go to that system, and I'm going to get it. What was that system that she was going to? She was going to the power of God, as it's stated right here, but in the power of God. So let's take a look at Hebrews chapter 6, 11, 11 sorry, Hebrews 11, verses 6. It says, And without faith, it is impossible to please him. So we can read it this way. And without faith, it is not possible at all. Ever, ever, never will, cannot, you can't do it. There's no way, there's not a way. Is that, does that make any sense to you guys? It is impossible to please him. For whoever, whoever, the woman with the issue of blood was one of those, for whoever would draw nigh or whoever would come to God, there's some criteria right here, must, number one, believe that he exists or, and that he will reward those who seek him. How will he reward those who seek him through his power? He rewarded this woman with the issue of blood through his power. So we see without this faith, it is totally impossible, not possible, no way, no how, ain't going to happen, you can't do it, kind of stuff, to please him. For whoever, whoever includes you, includes me, and whoever would draw nigh or would come to God, you got to make a decision first, okay? And that decision is that he is God. Back up a little with me, because the woman with the issue of blood gives this demonstration, says that she heard some words. We're going to look at the principle of hearing. Who heard? Who in that woman heard, you know? And so we're going to look at that woman, and then we're going to look all over the Bible. But it tells us that she heard. So let's take a look at Mark chapter 11, verses 22. And Jesus answered them, Have faith in God. So when you... In Hebrews 11, he says, you got to first believe that he exists. You know, if you don't believe that he exists, the Bible calls you a fool. Because it tells us that even nature is testifying to you. You know, when those atheists walk in the woods and they're seeing the trees and the stars and the beautiful moon and all the sun and everything, not understanding that they're being preached to. And when they die, they're going to have somebody whose nature, nature's alive, guys, who was preaching to them, and they ignored it, and they're going to hell. You guys, no one is getting away with this stuff, because God says that everybody is going to be judged according to their deeds and so forth. But nature speaks to God, and it's it's preaching all day. You just don't know it. So let me see Hebrew eleven six, And without this 
faith, okay, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw nigh or come to God must believe that he is and that he does exist. And Jesus says that you got to have faith in this God that does exist. So now Jesus is going to begin to break it down, if you will. He says to his disciples, truly I say to you, whoever, okay, whoever you, me, whoever, you know, this woman with the issue of blood was in that whoever, and she got her stuff. Whoever say to this mountain, what mountain did that woman have? That woman had that issue of blood in her body. And she said, you know, but she went through her test and she came out. So Jesus is saying to his disciples, he says, whatever you say to this mountain, even pointing to a literal mountain, says, be taken up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believe where? In your heart that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, right? Believe that you have received it and you will have it. Let me put it this way. Whatever you ask in prayer, and if you believe in your heart, whatever you say you're going to have. So let's go back in to this situation with the woman with the issue of blood. I told you guys, this scripture is so powerful with this story because it encapsulates so much. And let's take a first look at this. Romans chapter 10, verses 17. Faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. So let's go and take a look at that. Faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ, through the word of God, some uh, translations. So faith comes by hearing. What part of you is hearing? Your soul, man, your heart. Faith comes by hearing. The soul is the man, is the heart. I did a study, and I really recommend all of you guys going back and listen to that thing. It was several, I think it was over a month that I studied man, where we dealt with spirit, soul, and body, and we looked at every part of the man. We looked at the soul, their chambers in the soul. We talked about the mind. We talked about the will. We talked about your emotion. And that process, that grouping right there, the mind deals with all your thoughts. The will is when you make a decision about a thought. And then there's an emotional stamp to the thought that you just agreed to in your will. And then it deposits in your storehouse that is called the heart. That's where you believe all this stuff. All the stuff you believe is sitting right in there. And so Jesus comes to this woman. I mean, this woman some preacher or somebody came, her neighbor, a friend, whatever, stranger could be walking out of the street. She just heard it. But when she heard it, she heard it in her soul, in her soul. The soul of the woman heard it, not her body. The body listens. The body listens. Your soul is the part that hears. She said within herself, where her her soul said, she said within her, she talking to herself in herself. Do you understand? You got to talk to yourself, bro. You got to talk to yourself. She said within herself, if I can just touch the hem of his garden, his garment, she heard with her soul, you listen with your ears, your physical part of you, but you hear with your 
So, if you guys get this, it's going to change your life. Absolutely, 100%. And that is why you always hear me telling people, you have to learn to transition from being a listener to a hearer. For the Bible tells us that the hearer of the word is justified. The man's soul that hears it is going to get his stuff. So, you have to understand that this woman said within herself, her soul heard it, and she said within herself, I, and she, in her belief system, in her heart, I believe this, I'm going to go get it. And so, because she believed it, she activated faith. And based on her faith, she now began to pursue Jesus Christ because she got to touch the hem of his garment based on her faith, not anything else. Faith comes by hearing. So her faith now is causing her because she declared what she wants. She's believing for this. And she took off. And she's going, she's like inside, I'm going to get mine. I'm going to find this dude and I'm going to get mine. And so she sees a crowd of people and she knew that this is the boy because everybody's trying to talk to him and whatever. And so she begins to push through her tests. She's walking right through her tests. And when she got to the ham, she stretched out. Imagine that last couple of inches that she has to push through that crowd. And she did and she touched it. And Jesus said, who touched me? And he turned to his, his, his boy said, what's wrong with you, Jesus? Don't you understand? Everybody's touching you. I ain't touching you. Everybody's touching you. And Jesus says, no. Who touched me? He says, something came out of me. The Bible tells us virtue, power comes out of him. First Corinthians 2, 5. So that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. This woman's faith rested in the power of God. I just want to touch his hem. She went through her test and Jesus turned to her and says, woman, your faith, not mine. I had nothing to do with it. I was just walking, not me. He said, your faith did best to you. Your faith have made you whole. So now let's take a look at another story with these blind men that are in, you know, standing around and they know that Jesus Christ is a healer because they heard. And so they're walking around. Jesus is walking by, coming by. It tells us these, these blind men there. These blind men began to yell, Jesus, son of David, come heal my eyes. And Jesus keeps walking and he's doing his thing. And these boys began to scream louder. It tells us they, they screamed again. Jesus, son of David, come heal our eyes. And tells us that their test was the crowd. The crowd began to scream at them, shut up. Don't, don't you bother this man. Leave him alone. You know, he's on his, he's, he got his entourage and he's moving out. What are you bothering him for? And these guys began to yell, began to get a little loud, if you mean, if you know what I mean, because this is their test. Are you going to give up because these people are telling you to shut down or what? Or are you going to, yell a little louder. And they yelled a little louder and Jesus, they caught Jesus' attention. And Jesus walks up and he said, yo, bro, what do you want from me? And they said, we want you to heal our eyes. And Jesus says, do you believe that I can do that? And they said, yes, Lord. And the Holy Spirit had showed me, said, what did they mean by that? I said, 
Yes, Lord, we believe that you can heal our eye. And Jesus looked at her and said, okay, so be it according to your faith, not my faith. Not my faith. I, my faith had nothing to do with this because the Bible tells us that Jesus went around healing and touching people who didn't have no faith. And But this, there's a couple of incidents in the scriptures where we saw other people's faith and Jesus mentioned it. What did the blind men got from God because of their faith? Power from God to heal their eyes. Now, let's take another story. These friends, their friend is crippled. He's, he, you know, bedbound, whatever. And Jesus is in, in, in town, you know, he has his ministry and, you know, he has his event in, in, in some stadium right there. And they brought him in and they can't get it. It's packed. The house is packed. I mean, the whole house is packed. He's in this house preaching and those guys, his friends got up and they began to do some demolition, demolition work. If you know what I'm talking about, they began to rip apart a hole in this roof and Jesus is preaching. And when that roof is done digging the hole, <laughs> you know, and boy, as I said, they're doing their construction, the crane and everything or whatever. After they're finished, they lower their friends through that. And Jesus looks and then he begins to engage them. And he makes this statement, the faith of your friend got this boy what? The power of God. The faith of his friend got God's power to move on behalf of their friend. Are you listening to this thing? Are you listening? Faith is the mechanism. Follow me right now, okay? And I want you guys to understand this really clearly because if you get it, it'll change your life. Faith, our faith, is the mechanism by which God will showcase his power to us and to the world. Faith, our faith, is the mechanism by which God will showcase his power to us and to the world. And we have been discussing it in these people's lives. As you see the woman with the issue of blood, when that heart, when she got her uh, faith, her, her, her faith, got her healing, Jesus mentioned it, there were people around, and it proved that God is God and he's a healer. We know that these men, Jarius, got it. We know that Peter knew after he saw that, you know, yeah, Peter became one of the bad boys as well. So our faith is the mechanism by which God will showcase his power to us and to other people around the world. Without faith, it is not possible to please God. It absolutely is not possible. You can't do it. Why? Because he needs that ingredient to showcase his power to us and to the world. Why? Because first Corinthians said that we ought not to rest our faith in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. And so Jesus' statement when he says, have faith in God, you've got to have faith in God, because if you have no faith, it's impossible to please God. you got to have faith in God that he will use his power to provide for you. Have faith in God. Do not look at the wisdom of men. Because you were trying to figure out how you're going to come up with the money to pay your stuff. Where can I go get it? How can I go get it? This is what you and I do. I mean, all of us. I mean, the woman, how am I going to go get my healing? Where am I going to get it? I got some money. Let me go to the hospital system, go to the healthcare system, get it. 
And then when she got broke, you see what I'm saying? When she got broke, she got desperate because she's dying. And many of you got to come and get desperate. And I always tell people, some of us got to go eat with the pigs. And I'll explain to you because the revelation comes when we're eating with the pigs, man. The guy didn't get the revelation that his father, that his servants were eating better than him until he sat down and started eating pig food. And so uh, many of us have to go eat with the pigs. This woman had to go to the end of her rope. She had to spend all the money because why? She's looking at the wisdom of men for her answers. And then when the wisdom of, end, of men have no, you know, ended, and she, and she heard about this other system, she chucked that away. Or she was at ready for her fate to be put somewhere else because she had faith. But the revelation, all of us have faith. The Bible tells us that every being have faith. That's how God has set it up. Romans chapter 1, verses 17. And I keep telling you guys about this scripture. This is how God had set it up so that you and I and any one of us, any and every one of us on this planet, we have faith. Let's take a look at Romans chapter 1, verses 16. Let's take that 16 through 18 and show you some stuff. There's Paul, Brother Paul. I am not ashamed of the gospel, Brother Paul says. Why, Brother Paul? Because it is the power of God for what? Salvation. To everyone who believes. You see? The power of God in conjunction with whoever believes. The faith of the individual. See? I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God. We're talking about the power this morning. The power of God for salvation. We saw the power of God for salvation. In many of the incidents we talked about, the woman with the issue of blood, we talked about Jairus, we talked about his friends dropping in, uh, that man down. That's the power of God for salvation. They're getting saved. I'm not just talking about salvation and being born again. I'm talking about salvation and their healing, bro. And so salvation is not all about being saved. Salvation about being saved, you know what I mean? From every situation that you're in. For the gospel reveal, or this revelation is in the gospel, that the righteousness of God comes by faith from start to finish. Just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. And so God has set this thing up. The whole thing is that he intended that man would move from faith to faith, or live by faith to faith. That's why he came to Adam in the cool of the day to have a conversation with him so that Adam would learn who God is and who he is so that he can move from faith to faith. And when his test came, Eve failed the test because she was the one that was deceived. But Adam was not deceived. He willfully took it. And so... He made a decision to take it. He was not deceived at all. The man was not deceived. The woman was. But Adam took it willfully and all hell broke loose, as they say. So this thing is instituted by God. And so Jesus Christ is trying to teach us all through the Bible that this combination is what we need to do because it tells us, I am not ashamed of the gospel or the word of God. Because it is the power of God. The word of God is the power of God for salvation. To everyone who believes God and man working together. God's power. But our faith is the mechanism by which God will showcase his power and the world. He set it up that way. And so we have to make some decision. If God has set it up this way, right? And uh, we have to then, because 
Mark eleven twenty two to 24 lays out Jesus is telling his disciples, you can't doubt where in your heart. So when you start your journey, the enemy is going to bring lots of thoughts, but that shouldn't allow you to deposit those thoughts into your belief system. Or if you have a belief system that is already based on some of those corrupt thoughts, it's sitting in there and he's trying to activate it. And so he'll bring these thoughts to try and activate the enemy knows it's sitting in there because he programmed you for 30, 40, 50, how many years you've been living before you got saved. He's been programming. So he knows that that program is in there and he wants to bring it back. And so he's going to bring all these thoughts. And then the Bible tells us that, that we are casting all our cares, we're renewing our minds, re- renewing the programming, okay, our minds, so that we can deposit new stuff in the heart new belief. And so the enemy is trying to do it, but Jesus says, don't let him do it. Just like he spoke to Jarius, don't listen to him, to them. Only believe. Stay pro- focused. Believe. Let that thing that is in your heart that God has just deposited in your heart, let that thing begin to shine. And so we see that if faith comes by hearing. We saw that the the, the soul of man that hears the word of God, that hear the truth. So now we have to qualify some stuff. It's a conversation about the word of God. And so I've told you, I've heard me teach you before that the word of God is truth, but your situation that you're living in and all the garbage is the fact when you looked at Peter, the fact that the woman was, was sick, she was dying. The fact was Peter was walking on turbulent water and wave, and you know, that was the fact. But the truth was God says, come. So you can walk right through your crazy fact. And the woman with the issue of blood, she walked right through it, and she was heading to the truth. Your test, guys, is facts and truth. Which one are you going to believe? That is your test. So let's take a look at this thing, and let's look at what quality is the Word of God, because you're going to now put your faith in this thing, right? It says, sanctify them in John seventeen seventeen. By your truth, your word is truth. So all of God's stuff that he's ever said is the truth. Anything else here are facts, can line up in the truth. Second Samuel seven twenty eight. And now, O Lord God, you are God, and your words are true, and have promised, and you have promised this goodness to your servant. He had promised his servant some good stuff, that he's going to heal him also. And that's all that goodness God has promised you. But his word is true. You're going to have to put your faith in that thing, or you're going to have to put your faith in the fact. Psalms 119, 160. The entirety of your word from beginning, the entirety of your word to the end, the entirety of your word is truth. And every one of your righteous judgment endures forever. Proverbs 30 verses 5 puts it this way. Every word of God is pure. So we're getting some different insights from all these different people about the word of God because they had tested it. They had gone through some stuff and they came out with this testimony. Every word of God is pure. He is a shield to those who put their trust in him. In Isaiah 45, 19, it says, I, the Lord, speaks righteousness. I, the Lord, declare things that are right. So, go in. what did this woman hear? 
she heard that Jesus is a healer. That's the word of God. He says, I am the Lord that heal you. And so Jesus Christ went about healing. So let's take a look at 1 Thessalonians 2.13. For this reason, this is beautiful, guys. This is being beautiful. For this reason, we also thank God without ceasing. Why, Brother Paul? Why? Because when you receive the word of God, which you heard, where we talked about who hears that, the soul says, because only your ear listens, but your soul hears, says, for God, which you heard from us, you welcome it. You welcome the word of God. The woman with the issue of blood, when she heard the word, she welcomed the word. Not as the word of this man and his wisdom, but he took it as it is, the truth, the word of God, which also effectively works in you who believe where in your heart. What is it effectively working in you? What is working effectively in you? The power of God. First Corinthians, so why is this happening? So that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Our faith, God, is the mechanism by which God will showcase his power to us and the world. The word of God is true. It is always true. said it's been true from the beginning to the end in Psalm. Because the entirety of your word is truth from all over God. He said, the entirety of your word is true. And every one of your righteous judgment endures forever. And then Isaiah 45, 19. I, the Lord, this is Lord God declaring, this is our God, Jesus, this is the Holy Spirit. I, the Lord, speak righteously. I declare things that are right. You have to make a decision within yourself about what do you want to do. From this teaching I showed you, and I believe that it included everything that I needed to show you and talk to you about, the purpose of your faith is the mechanism by which God, your faith, is the mechanism by which God now is going to showcase his power. And God wants to showcase you his power because he said, I have plans for you, plans to prosper you, give you help. I mean, he got plans for you. But that thing that he needs is your faith. It's impossible. It's not possible. It can be done without it. Works cannot do it. That's why I'm saying to you, anyone outside of the way, Bible says, God don't listen to sinners, except when they cry and call to him, because he says even their prayer is an abomination to him. I'm telling you, this is, you guys not to read, you need to read the word, man. People playing with God. You don't, you don't play. But let me take you into another story before we, we end here. Let's take a look at Matthew chapter 17, verses 14, and see what it said. And when they had come to the multitude of men, and when, they had come to the multitude, a man called to him, kneeling down and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely. In some other translation, it says he's a lunatic and he's suffering severely. For he often falls in the fire. And we see and we know that demons are very destructive to man. They said, when we read in the book of Enoch, they said in the book of Enoch that they are going to come on their purposes to destroy man. Because you got to remember, those are disembodied spirits from the Nephilim. They don't belong out God said they belong here. And those guys said they hated us. And so they said that they will come in and in, get into a person's body 
And because of who they are, they're destructive and, they, you know, they'll do stuff like this. And they'll try and kill you. And they do all kinds of stuff. And you hear these stories where it takes 20 men and 30 men to hold on somebody. Where you think they're getting the strength from? When you see people foaming out of the mind and all this kind of stuff, when you think Jesus was dealing with it, they said to Jesus, these demons, they said, oh, yeah, you know, and these evil spirits, we know who you are because you kicked our butt. You know, we know who you are. We know who you are. And he says, shut up. And they begged him, hey, go, let me go in the pigs. And he said, and he, you know, he said, go. So if he's going to answer the prayer of evil spirits, my God, why are you worried about if God's going to answer your prayer and your child? What's wrong with you? Because you have no faith. Well, let's go back into this story. And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down at, to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and he suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, to your peeps, but they could not, watch the word, cure him. And we go to the healthcare system of the world, and all they're going to do is give you medication. But when you come into this this other system, like the woman with the issue of blood, she didn't, God didn't give her any medication. He cured her because he's interested in curing you. The other system is not interested in curing you because they're going to make billions off of you. I'm not kidding. Then Jesus answered and said, Oh, faithless, or oh, unbelieving, (laughs) unbelieving and perverse generation. How long shall I be with you? Remember, his peeps are in there too, his disciples. Oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the child was cured from that hour. What are we looking at? Then Jesus said to his disciples privately, Why could we not do this? Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief. For assuredly, I say to you, if you had faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here and there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. Your faith is the mechanism by which God will showcase his power to you and to the world. Jesus' faith showcased God's power to the world. Why didn't the disciples do it? Because of unbelief. They did not believe that they could do it, but they were trying. You can't do that. You got to believe or not. How does one believe? Believe. Faith comes. The believing comes by hearing, by depositing it in your word. The Bible says, keep this word before you day and night and deposit it in you. And when you do that, you're going to have great success. Nothing will be impossible. So he tells Joshua to put that book in him. And then one day Joshua's fighting the children, uh, this, this, this army. And when he, he makes an observation as he sees the sun is going and getting darker, that they're losing. So this man who has been meditating on the word of God understands that, wait a minute, God is the creator. I serve him. I am his servant. He has given me the authority and the power because he said, I'll be with you just like I was with Moses. I'm no respectful person. I'll be with you too. This man, Joshua, looks up to the sun and said, I want you to stop. And then he talks to the moon. He says, stop where you are right now. Do not move. I revoke 
the word that God had set in motion from the beginning of time, several thousand years prior, when God said, let there be light and let this, I create the, the sun and the moon, and I've given these two celestial power the authority to move around and do it on a schedule. And this man comes up and says, ah, uh-uh, shut down. And God did nothing. Why? Because his faith tapped into the power of God because God had made him the God of this earth, just like he made you. But because you don't understand who you are, the Bible says you're going you're gonna to die just like mere men. That's how we are. We don't know who we are. So let's take a look at another story, Matthew thirteen fifty-eight, and then I'll close this. It says, And they took offense at him, Jesus. For Jesus said to them, Only in his hometown and in his own household is a prophet without honor. Why didn't he? Why was that? He says, And he did not many miracles there in his hometown because of their unbelief, because there was no faith. Where there's no faith, there is no power of God. So God cannot deliver you from where you are until your faith comes. For the scripture says, for by grace are you saved. In any situation, God's grace, we are in the great, the age of grace. So God's grace, it tells us in the scripture, he surrounds his people with grace as with a shield. So you got God's grace. When Jesus Christ came, the Bible says he was full of grace and truth and he instituted the age of grace. That's we are in the age of grace. Why? And I've talked to you and taught you about this. Because God is going to extract stuff from the kingdom of darkness to give to his kids so that they can be provided for. So this grace is here. For by grace are you saved through faith. That mechanism by which we tap into the power of God. So let, listen to the scripture. For by grace are you saved through faith. It is a gift. The process is a gift of God or without it. It's impossible to please God. And so I want to encourage you that what it says in First Corinthians, so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. God needs your faith so that you can get what you want. He wants to give it to you, but it's all up to you. You have to utilize your faith and go get it. The Bible says that the just shall live by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight.